Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1128, air date October 11th, 2022. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. It is around... Uh, I think 3 p.m. EST. I'm in uh, Milwaukee. I've been traveling all across the Midwest, pretty much gone to every major state in the Midwest. Um, uh, we've been doing a lot of work with some very interesting partners interested in working with Cytosolve and Systems Health. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is, uh, as the title says, let me bring it up, the title of today's talk is The Historic Duty of the American Working Class, What is to be Done? That's what I want to uh, talk about today. I'm in a cafe here, uh, which is in what is known as the Third Ward of Milwaukee. What's interesting of, of Milwaukee, many people may or may not know, is Milwaukee was the center of the labor movement of the late 1800s and early 1900s. And it was the center of when the American working class really rose up to fight for their rights. And it's something that all of us should really recognize and remember to really um, uh, address a topic here that I want to talk about, the historic duty of the American working class, what is to be done. Let me give you a little bit of uh, background. It was in Milwaukee, for example, where uh, in the 1800s, uh, particularly in 1886, when there was a large movement, some of you may know, uh, in 1886, particularly fighting for the eight-hour workday, where a lot of the movements arose out of here. In fact, it was in Milwaukee when, in 1886, when workers were engaged in the eight-hour march. There were a lot of these marches taking place for basic rights, you know, for people not to be chi uh, against child labor, against working normal hours, that um, uh, the state militia uh, fired, and it resulted in the deaths of seven workers. So the militia was called out uh, by the governor, and they shot se uh, seven American workers. And it was called the Bayview Massacre. So up until that point, massive protests were building up all over the United States. It was called the Great Upheaval. And this protest was particularly important because seven workers were shot because that's how the establishment responded to the independent bottoms-up collective organization of working people. So that's what took place right here in Milwaukee, where I am here today. And that took place at the Bayview Ironworks. Now, what's interesting to understand is that when that event took place, um, the unions, the bottoms of trade unions, ended up organizing a party called the People's Party. And they said, you know, this is what happens when bottoms up movements takes place. Those in power will respond back with tremendous vehemence and uh, hostility. And that's what took place. So at that point, the workers' movement was in an interesting position. Do they back off or do they do something else? Well, anyway, one wing of that workers' movement decided that this is too much. You know, we shouldn't build up this bottoms-up movement. Let's get involved in politics. Let's get involved in electoral politics. Let's have people run for office. So now nothing in and of that self is wrong, 
But if you do that at dropping the bottoms up movement that you were building, because that's what really brought the threat of the establishment. But what they did was they did sort of stop the bottoms up movement. And they said, we're going to jump into politics. And they formed this thing called the People's Party. So what happens is, this is what's interesting. We talk about this in our movement for truth, freedom, and health. In reaction to that, the Democrats and Republicans, listen to this, the Democrats and Republicans both got together and they created a over umbrella group called the Fusion Committee. Okay, F-U-S-I-O-N Committee. And the Fusion Committee decided that what they were going to do was to come together to really uh, destroy this emerging movement. And because these people are participating in electoral politics, which means running candidates for office, um, they would crush them. Uh, however, because the movement was still there, or the remnants of the movement, people were running for office, they actually ended up winning a bunch of seats. But then it's unclear all the details that took place, but it's clear that the that working class movement bifurcated into one group wanting to just do electoral politics, which means run candidates for office. And the other group, um, you know, essentially deciding that needed to build these bottoms of trade units. Well, anyway, the subsequent uh, years that People's Party gets crushed because they didn't have any of those bottoms up workers movement. And that's important to understand. Had they kept doing those bottoms up movements, they would have probably even had a shot at the electoral politics. So regardless, what ends up happening is the smarter people, working people, recognize they better build these bottoms up movements and those bottoms up movements continue to grow. And Milwaukee, Wisconsin, look it up where it is, became the centers of these bottoms up workers movements. And it had such a profound effect um, that uh, the, the fear, uh, uh, the, the establishment had the fear of God put into them by these bottoms up movements that at one point Milwaukee, uh, the governance system was so clean. People said it was one of the cleanest governance systems in the United States. And these workers movements, late 1800s, early 1900s, started to continue to grow. This is important to understand. And it was those movements which put the fear of God into Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And uh, many of the concessions were given by the elites during the 1930s. The concessions which we've talked about, infrastructure, right? Eliminating child labor. All these things came out of this bottoms up workers movement. So that's the first lesson we need to understand. So when the American working class exercised its First Amendment, exercised its full range of Bill of Rights, these workers' movements grew collectively and major gains were made. And you can go look at the late 1800s, early 1900s, and 1930s. All of those gains, the highways that were built, the water systems, all came from the bottoms-up workers' movements. In fact, as we talk about it in our movement for truth, freedom, and health, Long before the vaccine for measles came in 1963, you know, by 1945, 18 years before, 98, 99% of measles was wiped away because of the infrastructure. Right. Terrence Rails' bloody strike riots, thugs and police beating workers. Exactly. Terrence says, so these were very powerful bottoms up movements that people forget. What's interesting to understand also is that 
Joseph McCarthy. Everyone know who Joseph McCarthy is? Let's take a quick quiz. Who is Joseph McCarthy? Okay. Who was Joseph McCarthy? Let's see if anyone can answer this. I'm sure most people in the state should know. Joseph McCarthy, if you don't know, was the U.S. senator who gets elected in the late 40s and 50s. Exactly. Terrence Rail knows his history. Red Scare. So McCarthy comes out of, guess where? None other than Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's interesting, right? The most powerful workers' movements, bottoms-up workers' movements, began here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And they set a bomb off. And this bomb off meaning the fear of God was put into the elites. And so the elites, in response to that, right out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they put in a guy called McCarthy. And this is what occurs in the 1950s. The left wing and the right wing unite. On the right, it was this guy called McCarthy. He started branding anyone who said workers unite, bottoms up workers movement, you know, people like you and I organizing independently as quote unquote communists, Marxists, etc. As though workers unite is owned exactly as Michael Green said, it was an anti-communist effort. Um, anti-communists in the broader sense of truly against workers against working people. And remember, I've done a couple of videos educating people on the difference between the proletariat, people actually work for a living, and the lumpen proletariat, who Bernie Sanders and AOC have conflated to mean workers. Lumpen proletariat, people who do not work, live off other people, are criminals. That's not even in the pure sense what workers meant, okay? It's called lumpen proletariat. The true proletariat are people organizing bottoms up, which is what took place in places like Milwaukee. Well, McCarthy gets elected out of Milwaukee, and his mission is to destroy the bottoms up workers movement. So he brands anytime people say workers unite as communists. And this is why when we started using the slogan, you know, truth, freedom, and health, working people unite, you had a bunch of very ignorant people saying, oh, you're communists, you're Marxists, da 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 as though we're in the camp of Bernie Sanders and AOC. Absolutely not true. And this is a problem with ignorant people. They don't study history. What we're here to tell you is that, yeah, I'm in a cafe. Dilla says some noise from the background. Sorry about that. I'm doing this live in, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But uh, what ended up happening is McCarthy gets elected senator, and he runs what's called the Red Scare, which basically says any time people say workers unite, bottoms up, they must be communists. And that was, uh, yeah, exactly. As, as Terrence says, a blacklist of the entertainment industry. So any person in Hollywood who said that they were sympathetic to workers' movements got branded as communists. There's essentially a big red scare. People, some people, uh, a lot of people got thrown in jail, et cetera. But the, bottoms, the bottom line was this was not, this was really to attack the bottoms up workers' movement. What they then did, starting in the 50s, was that the bottoms of trade unions, the bottoms of trade unions, very important to remember, which were really starting in 1886, got replaced by the top-down controlled unions of the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party, um, it may have had some elements in there which were supporting this bottoms up movement. They stopped that. They started supporting these top-down workers' movements. And essentially they hijacked, so the left-wing hijacked the bottoms up workers movements 
made them top down and the right wing basically told any worker if you ever organize a workers movement bottoms up we will brand you as a communist and a marxist blah 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 sympathizer everyone get it so 1950s is an important point is because that's when everything changed and by 1970 most of the unions in the united states were completely hijacked by the democrats top down and between late 1800s early 1900s to 2000 to sorry to 1950s uh, 1970 sorry there were close to uh, 100 million u.s workers who struck and close to 11,000 strikes starting after starting after 1970 till today there's been maybe 900 strikes with a few million workers participating so let me summarize between the 1900s and 1970 millions hundreds of millions of people american people working people took to the streets to build these bottoms up workers movements the republicans and democrats starting out of milwaukee where i'm here today in response to these very powerful militant workers movements organized to make sure bottoms up movements never took place so the left took over the unions top down and the right wing basically branded every time you said working people unite oh that's communist and social and you see that in every election even in the last 20 20 election you know the republicans said oh if you say workers unite they, they, it was you know against socialism and then you had bernie sanders and aoc pushing quote-unquote socialism the bottom line is they're conflating this word socialism okay um yeah tulsi gabbard someone said tulsi gabbard just publicly denounced the democratic party but she's part of the not so obvious establishment tulsi gabbard should leave the democratic party at the end of the day she actually endorsed bernie sanders she she's she did not unendorse hillary clinton okay so people need to understand that tulsi gabbard is the new flavor of the not so obvious establishment so mimi leads i suggest um it'll help you enormously that you take our course because you'll understand the not so obvious establishment but anyway getting back to the point the bottom line is the american working class between the early 1900s 1970 explosively grew bottoms up and in response to that the right wing and the left wing got together to make sure that there was no bottoms up movement okay and that's where we are at today so why do i bring all this up well the american working class has a huge historic responsibility and what is that responsibility well if you look at the world and i've been to you know 56 60 countries in the world if you travel all over the world you'll find out that relative to the working people throughout the world if you're in america you still have certain rights that 99 percent of the world does not have that includes the bill of rights the first amendment and the second amendment etc and over the last 50 years since 1970 republicans and democrats have colluded to work to make sure that there are no more bottoms up movements in the last six years we've seen the attack on the first amendment it is our it is our movement it is our yeah well tulsi gabbard if she's leaving the democratic party she should take the truth freedom and health course someone call her up and tell her she should take truth freedom and health and she should get her uh head uh, put together right 
for all we may know, she may go to uh, run with Donald Trump. You know, we don't know. You know, these people are entertainers. Remember that. Okay. If she knew everything she knew about the military industrial academic complex, um, then she should completely she left the Democratic Party long ago. But maybe she's headed in the right direction. I melt Tulsi. Uh, she seems like a very nice person, but again, uneducated. She needs to get educated. So anyway, the American working class has the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. No other working class on the planet has that. Okay? And it is the duty of the American working class, the proletariat of the United States, to fight and build a bottoms-up movement, not only for their rights here, but for the world proletariat. I'm talking about the true working people, not the lumpen proletariat. Because the average Indian worker, the average Chinese worker, the average European worker doesn't have these rights. They're basically work as slaves. The, you know, the First Amendment doesn't exist in London. The Constitution was never really formalized in the United Kingdom. African workers don't have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. So think about what I'm saying. You know, my parents in 1970 came to the United States because of the rights that we have in the United States. And I believe many people in the United States take these rights for granted. It is the American working class's historic duty to mobilize a bottoms-up movement, to use the remaining rights that we have to build this movement. You know, in the 1800s, right where I am right here, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, working people fought for many of the rights American workers have today. If you have the eight-hour workday, if you have infrastructure, if you have relatively clean water, all these things that came from working people fighting, not voting for this party or that party, bottoms up, as I mentioned earlier, when the movement of the People's Party Workers' Party attempted to go into electoral politics, the left wing and the right wing got together and they created a fusion party. And that's what happens. You can't bank on the electoral process. You have to bank on building a bottoms-up movement. And if you run for politics, you have to have a movement. Without that, you're just an opportunist. You get lost. So I just wanted to take a quick aside now and to let everyone know, before I go, I'm going to come right back. I have still about three major points to make. John, can you play the a video shortly? I just want everyone to play the video that we put together to really exemplify what's going on. But I'm going to come back and tell you what is to be done. The most important point right now to understand is the American working class cannot be lazy. They cannot uh, be uh, sitting uh, on their butts, not doing their historic duty because they have these very, very powerful rights, the Bill of Rights. Um, but before I come back to that, John, can you play the video, please? We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Okay. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution, and that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders we don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution.
Wow. You got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com.
All right, everyone. So the reason I want to play that video is, look, we're at a very important point. If you have any regard for those people who fought for these rights, particularly the Bill of Rights, you have to recognize that you can't be fat, dumb, and lazy and not do your historic duty because those rights came at a lot of bloodshed and a lot of sacrifice. And every generation has to continue the struggle because freedom is not something that stands still. It's not like you get freedom and or truth and health and then it continues. It can actually go backwards. And what's happening in the world right now is that truth, freedom, and health, which we talk about in our movement, let me bring up the slide here, is sort of the foundations, truth, freedom, and health, is essentially going backward. And why do I say this? You see, when you take a systems approach to understanding the world, you recognize that not only do you have to just fight for freedom, but you have to fight for truth and you have to fight for health. So the movements for freedom, all those people fighting for the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and the Bill of Rights, has to unite with the people who want truth. And what is truth? Truth is the scientific discipline, the scientific method, where you apply science to find out what's going on. And we've seen that's been destroyed over the last three to five years, over the last, since 1970. Academics are essentially paid prostitutes right now. You saw that with the Alzheimer's research, with the immune health research, and our movement exposed that. Because when you curtail freedom, which means curtail people's ability to share information, you curtail science, the pursuit of truth. And when you don't have freedom and truth, you don't have physical health. When you don't have physical health, you don't have the resilience, the mental and physical capacity to fight for freedom or truth. So our movement is the only movement on the planet which is recognizing interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. And I want to invite everyone. Here's one action step you can do. Remember I said I wanted to talk about what is to be done. The first action step everyone can do is to open your mind and come to our open house every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or 8 p.m. I run the open houses with our great team of people. Simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. vashiva.com slash orientation. Come there. And why do I want you to come there? Because when you come there, you're going to get a chance to experience that you can get out of this division. Look at Tulsi Gabbard. The woman is basically maybe a nice person. I've met Tulsi, but has no fundamental education at all in understanding the left-right stuff. She understands the military-industrial complex, so that's her shtick she talks about. But she has no solution. She never has talked about building a bottoms-up movement. She's been part of the democratic infrastructure for a long time. And now she's going to, maybe she'll run as a Republican. Just watch out. But that to me is opportunism. So what happens is when you figure out as a, as a worker, something is wrong and you want to change the world, the establishment essentially gives you two options. Hey, go file lawsuits or go run for office. But they never want you. And by the way, the judges are paid and owned. And the infrastructure for elections we've talked about is so corrupt. You need to raise so much money. And we've shown that there are fundamental issues with the election systems. So those, frankly, are a waste of time, unless you build a movement, okay? Now, if you build a movement, the question comes, how do you build a movement? And the imbecile politicians have no interest in building a movement, and the entertainers like Trump have no interest in building a movement, except using the word movement to raise money, okay? Well, in order to build a movement, you need to understand science and physics. Working people already understand science and physics. If you're an electrician, you have to learn electrical engineering. If you're a plumber, you have to learn fluid flow. If you're a mother, 
You have to learn many things. You have to be a system scientist to run a household. If you're an engineer, anyone who actually builds something knows the importance of understanding scientific principles. If you have to build a bridge, as the video said, you have to understand the science of Newtonian mechanics. If you want to build an airplane, you need to know Bernoulli's principle. But what is the science of building a movement? So for many, many years, people attempt to build movements and they make some headway and then they fail. They make some headway and fail. No different than people trying to build a bridge without understanding Newton's equations. They may build a bridge and it falls down, okay? But what I want to let you know is, fortunately, all the training that I was able to receive over the last 40 years, but because of my commitment to working people, I never forgot where it came from. And I have used all of that knowledge to build the science of systems on how we actually build a movement for truth, freedom, and health. So that's why I want you to come there. But if you're serious about changing things in a fundamentally different way for truth, freedom, and health, and you think elections are going to do it or filing a lawsuit, it's very basically a naive concept without building a bottom-up movement. Okay? So what I want to leave with is, for the first time in human history, you're looking at the son of working class people. You're looking at the son of untouchables from where I came from that I was fortunate to get all this education, which is preserved for the elites. The elites know the science of systems. This is how they're able to manipulate people. And the historic duty of the working people, particularly of the United States, is to get off people's rumpus, give away a few hours of watching Sunday night or Monday night football, and understand the physics of what it takes to build a movement. If you, you owe it not only to yourselves and your family in the United States, but you owe it to all working people. There are your fellow working people all over the world who suffer. They don't have the same rights as American working people. And if we don't use those rights for the advancement of working people, not only in the United States or elsewhere, it's basically a parasitic behavior. So what I wanna request of any working person, which is what most of us are, is to build this bottoms up movement. And in order to build that bottoms up movement, come to the come to the uh, open house, but more importantly, go to truthfreedomandhealth.com, contribute to this movement that we've created, which says get educated or be enslaved. And this system, Truth, Freedom, and Health, is going to make you street smart. It's going to make you go beyond left to right, beyond beyond pro and anti. It's going to so you don't jump around. You know, from here to there. Tulsi Gabbard is basically completely confused. If she thinks the Republican Party is going to do it, that they'll run that shtick for another 10 years and it'll go back to the pendulum basically swings one way or the other. But our movement has over 360,000 working people in 95 countries. We didn't pay for ads. These people have come to us because they see the truth in what we're talking about. And you can go here and you can read the stories of transformation. You can then realize that our movement has a history of winning. It is this movement that exposed the real issues of election systems. It is this movement that won major lawsuits, not by waiting to win the lawsuits, but building this movement. It is this movement that has identified the real problem in the world. The real problem in the world is that the elites are breeding a world of ignorance. And this is a scientific framework. So people, in spite of all the information, through the lens of ignorance, get into delusion, confusion, and the elites actually want you to be desperate they want you to be in the left wing or the right wing. They want you to be complacent. Our movement takes a very different approach. We want people to move beyond these grifters, be it Alex Jones or Joe Rogan or 
Trump or some gurus or Tucker Carlson's. We want people to own up to who they are, to take, uh, to recognize that the future is going to come from them. Um, let me go back to this. Sorry about that. The future is going to come from working people educating themselves on the science of systems. And that science of systems is the real knowledge that will lead people to wisdom and clarity to start creating solutions, to be active, to get organized. Had this movement, had Truth for the Health been around in the 20s and 30s and 40s, they would not have gotten derailed by the Republicans and Democrats. And this movement will fundamentally make you active, it'll make you innovative and organized. And But you, you're gonna have to let go of the old system. You're gonna have to recognize that knowledge is what will deliver you wisdom. And the knowledge here is all of these components. And those components include the Foundations of Systems course, which took me 20 years to organize. It's included in the system. You get all these books to train you, to make you a system scientist. You get a very important scientific paper, and then you get tools so you can use the science of systems to understand your own body as a system beyond stupid diets. And you get many, many other tools, lectures, and how you can train others, and one-on-ones. You get a whole community. You get tools so you can be an activist on the ground. And then we've created our own version of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube so you can communicate. Bottom line is, we need to build a bottoms-up movement. But in order to do that bottoms-up movement, we need a recognition that you as working people are the force, not Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is an opportunist, okay? She, at the end of the day, she supported Hillary Clinton, okay? At the end of the day, she supported Bernie, okay? At the end of the day, she's a clever monkey. She was part of the Center for Foreign Relations, CFR, go look it up. These people are establishment people. They have no interest in building a bottoms-up movement. So in closing, here's the takeaways. The American working class has a historic duty to lead the workers' movement globally. And why? Because we still have the Bill of Rights and many fundamental rights. Other working people don't have that. Now, how do you build that movement? Well, the Truth, Freedom, and Health system will give you the framework, the infrastructure to do that. It is literally a tool. But most importantly, you get education, you get an incredible community, and third, you get technology that you can communicate independent of big tech. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you. And um, as Helena Davis says, we will not get derailed like the 20s, 30s, and 50s. No need for desperation and fear. Take a first step. Yep, go to the open house. So that's what I want to encourage people to recognize that we need to build a bottoms-up movement. And the American working class has a huge historic duty. And the Truth from and Health system exists. It's for all working people. But today, as I'm sitting here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the center of the workers' movement that took place, that affected the world, I want everyone to recognize that there's a historic duty of the American working class. The Truth from the Health system will enable you to do that. And for all other working people, you also have access to it. So anyway, I'll uh, keep, keep everyone posted on what I'm doing on the road. Next stop is we're heading to Michigan. And uh, be well, everyone. Be the light. And uh, let's all do our duty. Uh, we've made it easy for people to do our duty with the technology that we've created, the education, the community. So take advantage of it. Be well, be the light. Thank you.